What's good and welcome to another Industry Insider interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. We're excited to be sponsored by the bookkeeper 247.com. Make sure you check out tbk247.com now. Uh, the bookkeeper 247, they are all about the Christian hip hop space. Uh, they know that good music is always personal. The bookkeeper 24/7 understands the influence music has on our lives. Uh, check out the website as they are looking to deliver Christian content for the culture, and they're looking to change that culture for God. As the bookkeeper 24/7 becomes a voice in the Christian hip hop space, so check them out. TBK247.com. And joining me right now on the Track Stars Podcasting Network phone line. Man, this dude, he, he is an artist. He's an entrepreneur. He's been right there alongside some of the biggest names in hip-hop, as well as being a creator of Godify Streams. And we're going to talk about all that. Joining me right now, it's the King's Kid, Nucci Rail. What is good, sir? Yes, sir. How's everything? Thank you for having me, beloved. I think that's a great intro. I tell people all the time, I'm a businessman. I just happen to rap. (laughs) (laughs) And you've been doing it for a while, man. Like for for the people who don't know, um, why don't you just give a quick rundown? How did you get started uh, in hip hop? Okay, good question. Well, first, uh, I knew I wanted to rap ever since 10 years old. I'm 10 years old in 1988, living on a street called William Street. A Slick Rick video comes on. He's hopping out the limo. I think it was Teenage Love. He's hopping out the wind limo. He has the fur coat on. Much different life than I was living at the time. But I was like, man, that's the life I want to live. So I told my friends at the time around me, hey, look, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a rapper. And a lot of my childhood friends say that I was never a kid. <clears throat> they say I was 10 years old with a 10-year plan. So basically, I had a 10-year plan to get a record deal, and that's what I did. So at 19, going on 20, I got discovered by Dom Poole, who uh, also discovered Mary J. Blige and um, well, managed Mary J. Blige and Shine. He brought Shine to Bad Boy. Um, a couple other big names. You know what I mean? Dom Poole has always been real heavy in the game. And so uh, he was at Bad Boy for a while as well, which is uh, how I started writing for Puff Daddy. So before that, when Don Poole signed me, he had a, a label deal at MCA Records. Gave me a huge record deal. At the time, I started writing for Puff Daddy, started working on my own album, you know, and that's when I just started kind of making waves on like Hot 97 and, you know, all of the mixtapes in New York City and just, you know, made a buzz for myself, which is hard being in the tri-state and coming out of Jersey. You know what I'm saying? So ever since then, it's been no looking back. That's what's up, man. Let's talk. I, I, I'm really interested to know about the whole Puff Daddy situation, man. Like, because obviously, I think you know people know that Puffy wasn't writing his his stuff, right? Um, but at the same time, ghostwriters in hip hop are are often looked down on. Uh, what, what was that just like being out there and, and writing lyrics that you know were gonna be going to to Sean Combs, man? Well, yeah, it wasn't even a shooting in the dark thing because I would sit with him when I wrote for him. Like, we would get together in the studio and just, you know, vibe out to the tracks and, you know, things of that nature. So the very first time 
uh, actually his writer didn't show up. And so Don Poo called me about two o'clock in the morning and said, hey, I need you to get to New York City. I lived about 40 minutes outside of the city. Uh, back then, I was a heavy drinker, heavy smoker. I was drunk already. I was high already. I said, man, I can't lose this opportunity. So I caught a cab all the way to New York City. I remember it was like $80 because I was like, I can't drive. So caught the cab to New York. That was my first time with opportunity to write for them. And then ever since then, uh, I guess they liked my work ethic. They liked, you know, what I was coming up with. And, you know, I would get called back and called back and called back. And uh, it was a good time, you know, every time. I learned a lot from Puff while working with him. Um, I learned work ethic. I learned time is money. I learned speed when it came to writing. You know, I learned about perfecting the craft. Every single bar counts. You know what I mean? So a lot of the stuff gets out of you. No laziness. You're going to walk out of there. It's like being at boot camp. Like the man don't play. You're going to come out of there with a whole new business set. Since we were so cool too, while I be sometimes being there for hours, right? So I'm hearing him on the phone and different stuff, and just how we handle business. I was like, man, this is beautiful. You know what I mean? To be able to get this kind of insight. And then uh, after I left MC, I was still on MCA Records at the time. Once I left MCA Records, he wanted to meet with me to sign me to Bad Boy. So I took that meeting as well with him and Conrad. We couldn't come to terms, but it was cool. You know what I mean? But um, you know, they know my. You know, they know my pen game is serious, so, you know, of course they figure, hey, if you could write hits for other people, <laughs> we know you could do it for yourself. Right. You know? For sure, for sure. You know? So, yeah. Good so, time, though. Good time. Yeah, and, and and so you were, I mean, it's not like, you know, you, you hear sometimes of um, guys who go from the mainstream over to, you know, and they come over to the Christian side of stuff, uh, but, you know, not very often do you hear it where they were do you know involved in the mainstream at the level that you were man like i mean just like i guess how does that time and, and that level of of influence that uh, you were able to connect with you know because when you're talking about you know obviously you know puff daddy and, and bad boy that's you know the top tier of it right so um like how did that just impact you you know, you, you talked about the artist, but like, you know, you said now you're you're also a businessman and all this. Like, how that just impact you uh, and what you did, what or what you're able to do? You know, coming over and being a part of the Christian space now. Well, I'm gonna tell you why that's a great question because, like, I was also when I was on MCA Records. Don't forget, I was label mates with Mary J. Blige. So signing MCA at the time was me, Mary J. Blige, Common, The Roots and Shaggy, right? So we're all label mates. Now, what what it was the important part to know is this. I never hung with artists. This is why as much of a buzz I've had in this area today, where artists who came in the game with my class, they get together, they do record sites and different stuff. Nobody calls me, right? And I, I had a bigger buzz in New York City than most of them. They don't reach out to me because I never hung with them. I never wanted to be cool with them. I was never cool with them. I hung with the executives. The artists were not living how I wanted to live. They weren't doing what I wanted to do. So I hung with the executives. So all I did was soak up business game. Because I had nothing to say. I'm 20 years old, coming fresh off the block. I'm quiet around these guys. 
You know what I'm saying? So you got people like Don Poole, Puff Daddy, Anton Marshawn, who was up at Interscope at the time, E. Nix, who was at Violator at the time, Mark Pitts, who was over, I think, that's Jive at the time. All these guys hanging in a circle, and then it's me, right? Because I came, I tagged along with Don Poole. So if he's like, hey, I'm going to Miami, I'm like, bro, can I come? He's like, yes. So I get to Miami with him, and this is his circle. You see what I'm saying? So are we going out to restaurants or when we just at the hotel chilling in the lobby or whatever, they talking and I'm soaking up business game because they have other businesses. These are college guys. These are successful guys. They have other businesses. So as they talk, I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? And so I learned so much from those guys that I've always been able to take. Like, for example, bro, I've never had a nine to five in my life. Never what I don't I don't know what it's like to have a job, fill out an application, do all that. I, I never did that because I've been an entrepreneur from day one, right? So anytime I could get business savvy, I will be quiet and get it. You know, I had a paper route, 10, 11, 12 years old. I had other people delivering my newspapers for me. You know what I mean? I had the local newspaper change the rules because of what I was doing with the newspaper. The, the guy came and visited me and said, hey, you can't do this. Because I was getting other kids to sign up because you can only have one under your name. I'm getting other kids to sign up so that we can have more paper routes and get other people to deliver the papers. And I'm giving everybody a little piece. This is the kind of person I've been from the door. So rapping, yeah, I love it. I love music. I'm passionate about it. It's, it's a priority to me. It changed my life. It took me around the world. But I'm really good at the business side. You know, and I... <laughs> That's why I'm still getting checks for stuff I wrote 20 years ago. I'm just, I'm real good now. Granted, it's the music business, right? It's dog eat dog. I've been jerked. I've had bad deals. I've been in bad situations. But you live, you learn. At the end of the day, it made me better. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, this is why it became, once I got my buzz up in New York, it became almost impossible for me to get a deal like I'm overqualified because I came in there with too much knowledge because I sat there with Don Poole, Mark Pitts, and all these guys, and I shut my mouth and listened to what they had to say. So I'm coming in knowing terms that your average artist off the street isn't even going to know is in the contract. You see what I'm saying? That's just bottom line. There's terms that your lawyer would have to tell you what it means and listen to what they had to say. Even when I was in the studio with Puff, you couldn't talk in the studio back then if you didn't have a plaque. Nobody was thinking of the new guy or the guy who wasn't a proven hit writer yet. You see what I'm saying? It was a different climate. Nowadays, with the internet, everybody got a voice. So, you know, things are quite different. But when it comes to business, man, I'm passionate about it. And I love it. So when I came to the kingdom, I said, how is there no dedicated streamer service? Spotify was just getting started when I when I when I registered Godify 10 years, 11, 12 years ago. I said, why is why is there no dedicated one? Why are we leaning on secular outlets in order to promote our music? When your average record label doesn't even have a Christian and gospel division, there is no streaming service besides Godify that even has a Christian department. Bottom line. If you went up to Spotify office and you said, show me to the Christian department, there isn't one. If you go to Apple Music, where's the Christian department? There isn't one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you look at the Grammys, they add, they put two gospel categories on television. The rest, they don't even air. You see what I'm saying? So the Christian alternative is always the less of them. Why did me leaving secular mean I would be giving up so much money? 
This is the kingdom. <laughs> it should be more money over here than it is over there for the right reasons. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, what? yeah, when I realized, I said, all these huge Christian artists and labels and nobody's done this, everybody's satisfied leaning on secular outlets. So I said, cool, because I want to invade the secular outlets too, because to me, that's invading the kingdom of darkness. But at the same token, we need our own. So I came in right with a way to add to the infrastructure of the business side of Christian gospel inspirational music. That's just how I think. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. And I want to dive into that, you know, deeper. But before we do, I want to talk about just how you made that transition from, you know, the mainstream world over to, uh, the, like you said, the kingdom. And I know one thing that we probably should have said was that you actually you have a little bit of, of acting chops as well, right? Because you got um, into um, uh, a play, right, that was faith based, and because of, and, and that had a big impact on you, right? Yeah, definitely. Now, I got saved by being a part. Part of my salvation process was being part of Christian theater. Now, let me just keep it 100 because that's what I do all the time. I was in that play. I completely sucked. I wasn't good. I'm not a good actor. <laughs> I'm not a good actor, but I enjoyed the process. And, you know, it led me down that road to salvation. Yeah, it was a play called Judgment Day, and it's episodic. And at the end of each episode, the person, you see their story, they either go to heaven or hell. They had me play a role of a music executive who was going to hell. Very ironic. So I didn't even notice what was going on as I was part of it. It was just more entertainment to me. And I love entertaining, right? It wasn't until I watched it back that I said, whoa, this story is crazy. And if this is real... Everything has to change. And it's like, in that place, just the presence of the Holy Spirit was so tangible as I got that revelation. You know, and I was just like, wow, like, what is that? You know, and I could just sense that it was like the presence of God. And it was just so pure and holy and refreshing. And, you know, I was like, I'm a, you, you know, you can never be the same. It was an encounter. You see what I'm saying? You'll never be the same after an encounter with God. And that's what it was for me, being part of that play and then looking at that story back, looking at the tape. It was an encounter. And that's what brought me to surrender. And I, I've never looked back. So was there difficulties at all as far as like making that switch? Like, did you have reservations? Were you concerned with it? Because I've been told by some people that I really respect, you know, in, in the, in the Christian rap space, right. That there are plenty of artists in, in this genre that in this community, that if they got a chance to jump mainstream, they would do it in a heartbeat. Right. And, and so that's like, to me, it's like, man, how, how does that, you know, look for us as a community, but here you were right up there right up there and you came over to this side right like like was was there anything that made that difficult for you or did you just know that this is what you needed to do well um there's a lot to consider right now granted when it comes to genres i'll say this really fast god nor us we did not create genres that was created as far as how to separate the music in a store for business 
So as long as your music is in step with the gospel, I really don't care what genre you claim. You know what I mean? But for me, it was more about the lifestyle uh, a Jesus culture, right? And so I knew I'd be walking away from a lot of money, right? I knew I'd be walking away from opportunity. I was what you call one hit away. In New York City, there is a blueprint. There is a roadmap. That's how you're able to tell who's next. Double um, XL Magazine had did an article about me called Do It Like Me. I was in a source magazine twice that year, the one with Cameron um, and Jeezy on the cover and the one with the Rockefeller split on the cover with Jay and Dame on the cover and the Rockefeller zipper going down the middle. Both of those magazines right before this transition because I was what you call one hit away. They knew I was next. I was already had a crazy independent buzz. I'm on the radio. I'm on major features. Marcus Houston, Mario, all these different people. They knew I was next. So I knew what I was walking away from and that it would not be easy. And it wasn't. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, yeah, it's a lot of difficulties, but you keep going anyway. First of all, that's why I want to get back to it. An encounter with God makes all that kind of easy. You know, I think the reason that a lot of them, if I had to, we're talking about it, right? So I don't want to assume, but the reason that would be so easy for them is because they haven't had an encounter. You know, a lot of them just haven't had an encounter because if you do, there's no possible way. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you'd, be, you'd be completely sold out. So I think that's what it is, you know? And I just never been a person to chase fame anyway. You know, I wasn't in the secular side chasing every opportunity to get fame, you know? I, that's why I didn't shoot that many videos. <clears throat> I turned down a lot of shows. I wasn't trying to be famous. I was just trying to make money. You know, so a lot of these people are chasing fame, and that's their problem. Man, you're, you're preaching right now, man. You're preaching, so we'll, we'll take it, though. We'll take it. So I, I hope people, I hope uh, some of these indie artists, man, they're, they're listening, man, because you've been dropping a lot of wisdom that they could be applying right now, whether it's just listening and soaking in that knowledge or like you said making sure you've had that encounter and you know what's up and why uh you're calling yourself a christian artist um again guys joining me on the track stars podcast network phone line nucci rayo artist and creator of god of five streams and so let's jump into that a little bit more you talked about coming over and, and, and to the kingdom side and noticing that, hey, you know, we're relying on on the world, right? We're relying on Spotify and Apple and all this stuff. And, and why don't we have our own streaming service? So you come up with Godify Streams. What What's that process like, man? Like uh, where, you know, just how did you get started? And, and what was your kind of first steps in that? Well, when I first thought of it, creating an app independently was like preventably expensive <clears throat> so it took like years for all that to change so the price of creating apps and doing software infrastructure and architecture all of that changed and so although it was still expensive uh i was able to go forth with i was able to raise the funds and, and go forth and also from when my team one songwriter of the year back in, I don't know, 2005 or six, I knew the president of BMI. 
So I was able to call him and find out how I could do all the licensing because I didn't want to get sued like Spotify did. You know, when they first came, they got sued for $50 million. They lost that lawsuit easy because you got to do the licensing correctly and all that. So I just took everything I knew about publishing and licensing, added that. I found a real, real good team named DMR to build Godify for me and uh, reached out to a lot of artists myself reached out to all the gospel labels, did deals with all of them, and uh, just decided to launch. And we launched December of 2019. And uh, it's been good so far. Yeah, so like, what what's just your goal with Godify Streams? Like, what are you hoping that it, like when, when it's all said and done, man, like what do you want people to look back and say about what you guys have done, you know, with that company? Yeah, I mean, we want to get up there with the big boys, like, you know, we want to have, you know, they have 75 million subscriptions and stuff like that. That's what we're going for. We're going for 100 million subscriptions. You know, like we're not, once again, like I said, Christian alternatives are always lesser than. And it's time for that to stop. You know, so it's it's, the, it's kingdom stuff. If as many people are really Christians as claim to be Christians, Godify should be bigger than Spotify. Or just as big as Apple Music, Pandora, all of them. So our idea is to compete with the big boys. We have that kind of funding. We have that kind of push. We have that kind of know-how. And so that's our focus. And so it's not an overnight process, but that is our end goal is to be right up there with like the big three. Yeah, man. And then obviously, um, you know, whenever you just hear the name Godify, even when you look at your your logo, it you know, it's easy to connect to Spotify. But if I'm not mistaken, you actually kind of had to have some talks with Spotify putting this together. Is that correct? Well, in, in a way, yeah, because originally my idea was just to create it and sell it to them. But the people who I were able to have conversations with, the number was nowhere near what I wanted it to be, you know, but they had nothing to do with the idea at all. You know, there's a lot of five companies. You got Givelify, you got Shopify, you know, it just so happens that we're another streaming service and it's also five. But um, around the same time where they launched is when I started a company and registered it, you know, so, um, you know, that was my original idea was to partner with them, but you know, things don't go that way all the time. So. We're doing it independently, and we're going to get where we're going. Gotcha, gotcha. And so for people who haven't checked uh, out Godify, um, what did they, they log on, they set their account. Like, what are they going to find on there, man? I mean, obviously, there, there's music, but there's a lot more. And, you know, some people might even think, oh, well, this was started by someone in the hip-hop community. Maybe it's just hip-hop. But it's it's a wide range of content that is on there. Like, like what kind of offerings does Godify have? Well, it's international, so you're going to find worship music from all around the world. But what I think is important is the fact that you have independent artists who would not have an outlet otherwise. Otherwise, their music might sit on YouTube and be ignored. It might sit on Spotify and not even get noticed because on Spotify, what is it? 1% of the music on there gets streamed, right? So you'll sit somewhere where it's not a dedicated streamer service and nobody goes to your music except maybe you and your family. It's just the reality. But on Godify, you'll discover all this new music. You know what I mean? From artists who the gatekeepers would have never let blow up. 
the, the major labels would never sign these artists because they sing better than a lot of their artists and they're more anointed. So what we want to do with Godify is break down the gate. We want to give these artists an outlet where they don't have to go through the majors just to get discovered or just to have a career in Christian music. You know what I mean? So what you're going to find is you're going to discover stuff you would have never heard of before. And that's one of our main focuses. As podcasts, we have the Kid Zone, which has all children's content, cartoons, and et cetera, uh, that are safe. Because as we know, Disney and these other outlets have none but witches, warlocks, dragons, magic, all kind of stuff Christian kids should not be consuming. So we've combated that. And we have much more than just hip-hop. That's a valuable point. I see how people could think that, but no. It's not a Christian hip-hop streaming service. It has everything. We have sermons uh, coming uh, hopefully by Christmas. We'll be going live. So pastors will be able to go live from Godify every Sunday. So there's a lot going on. We're coming with a radio station. So you'll be able to just log on to the app, click play, and go on about your day and let it rock. So we're going to be doing a lot of expansion. But I think the most important thing is that you'll discover new Christian artists. And that's important. Yeah, man. And, and one thing that you mentioned, like the the children's content and that there's cartoons, like you, you actually have movies and stuff that are available on there as well. I mean, I think that's something that definitely sets it apart as far as like streaming service. Because typically if you've got, you know, like say Spotify, you're just going there and you're listening to music, right? That That's what you're doing. You, maybe you listen to podcasts, um, but it's audio. It's you, But you've got a mix of stuff happening here, right? So that, that's definitely unique. Yeah, audio and video, exactly. And we're going to have a lot of original content as well. You know, a lot of original movies, original albums, and things of that nature. So, yeah, I, I think that we set ourselves apart with the fact that there is this big visual content uh, element to what we have. Yeah, man. So you, you said you, you know, that everything officially launched in 2019, and then obviously we have a, a, a pandemic hit. Uh, like... How did that impact uh, what you guys have been doing with Godify? You know, did it cause you to have to shift or did, I mean, I think you hear a lot of people saying that it actually kind of helped that people were kind of home and, and needed that entertainment. Uh, what, what did you guys see for, on your side? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, companies that actually bloomed in the pandemic, but for us, at first, there was an explosion. Then we saw at least a 60% decrease because people didn't know what they were going to do with their money, right? They didn't know what was next. There were some people who couldn't even eat. They were losing their jobs. They were getting sent home, restaurants closed, and hotels closed, all kind of stuff. And so $5 a month is a lot when you don't know how you're going to eat. So we saw a big decrease. It was probably the hardest time that we could have ever launched but our faith is in god i know he gave me the vision so none of that scares me you know what i mean when i'm doing something that i know is god nothing scares me nothing scares me regardless because if it isn't god oh well i'm not afraid to drop something but at the end of the day i know this is a vision he gave me so it was a difficult time it surprised me it didn't surprise him so as long as god is all knowing i'm fine you know, so yeah, we saw a big decrease. It was difficult, but Jesus is still on the throne. So we were able to keep going. Companies much larger than us went bankrupt during that time. 
you know, Fortune 500 companies failed during that time, and we were able to keep going. So that's a testament to our faith alone, because, I mean, we had every reason to just fold, but, you know, we kept going. And so uh, we're still here. Definitely, definitely. And you mentioned, uh, you know, the five bucks a month. So, you know, for those looking to set up an account, you, you do have that involved in there. Um, go to GodifyStreams.com and you guys can get um, more details. Uh, but I guess my question is, like, if I'm an independent artist or if I'm someone like like us here, you know, at 520 Collective and we've got a podcast, uh, how, how do I you know, get my content to Godify and get it on there where people can be checking it out. Yeah, very simple. Just email it to the file, the artwork, and, you know, a little bit about it to info at GodifyStreams.com. And from there, the uploading team will just take it from there and notify you. It's usually like a 24-hour process and your stuff is up and we promote it to our mailing list and et cetera. Uh, a lot of the podcasts that we have on there, will testify that they really had a bigger buzz after getting on Godify. A lot of them would just post into Instagram and kind of try to get off the ground. But we have a dedicated audience that are looking for Christian content. You see what I'm saying? So your average person, maybe when they log on these other sites, they're looking for the Christian stuff that might be there. But that's all you get on Godify. And so it's a devoted, a dedicated place. So it's a place where podcasts that are faith-based can bloom. And so uh, send it over to info at GodifyStreams.com and we take it from there. Yes, and I can uh, I can testify to that as well because uh, here at 520, we've been on Godify, I want to say it's almost since the beginning. Um, and yeah, every every month I send, send our files in and like you said, typically within a day, we get that notice that, hey, it's up. So if you have a podcast or if you're an artist and especially if you're an artist man you need your music wherever people are everywhere people are you know not just spotify not just apple you know look for the people that are looking for your specific kind of content and tap in with that and that's what godify offers to you so for you guys that are not taking advantage of it yet do so because you're missing out on an audience that's ready to support you like it, it's, it's been awesome so we're definitely glad that godify exists um i mean is there anything else that you would say to independent artists when it comes to you know just their music and, and working with you guys yeah i would say it's a better option because uh not only are we a christian service the other ones don't even have a christian department so if you want any real attention any personalized experience then you need to come to Godify. I know I sound like Suge Knight when he was telling the artist to come to death row. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what it is. So, yeah, you know, just come join us and let's make this thing as big as possible. Yeah, man. So if they want to get more info, obviously I said the the website is GodifyStreams.com. Is there um, anywhere else that they get that information? Obviously, you can go to uh, your like Google Play and your App Store for Apple to check out the the app and all that good stuff but but where else can they follow and get the latest on what's happening uh you can you can always follow me on instagram at i love the king's kid and also my website which is i love the king's kid.com that's what's up so make sure you go and check out what's happening there and speaking of i know that 
Um, you've got some new music in the works, man. I don't don't want to miss out on that. Uh, you know, last year you released the album This Far by Faith, and you actually worked with Jim Jones on that. Uh, I, I'm really interested in just knowing how that collaboration came to be uh, before hopping into the new music. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Uh, I listen to people's music who I was cool with in the secular industry. And when I hear that church background and hear people say things that's real receptive to just kingdom points of view, I'm always with collaborating with them and kind of bringing that out of them and kind of uh, just being able to have them be in the presence of something positive and something faith-based. And so it kind of reminds them where they come from, which a lot of people have a church background, you know? And so that's that's what the project was geared towards, reminding people about their church background, you know? So um, he was one of them. <laughs> and, you know, me, look, I'm with Storm in the Kingdom of Darkness, so I target people, you know? Um, hip-hop is an evangelistic tool for me. You know, so I target people. If I see, hey, look, this person has interest in God. Hey, I'm going to come a Muslimate with you and see what we could pull out of you. And he was real receptive toward it. He loved the idea. Heat makers love the idea. And so uh, we just went forth. And I actually have a project coming out with um, solely produced by heat makers called Friend of Sinners. And that one is going to be uh, Jim Jones is on that project as well produced solely by heat makers dayton is on it jim jones is on it that's the only two features so i'm dropping that and i'm coming right behind it with a self-titled album called the king's kid so you know we're about to turn up on i, I pretty much have sat back during the pandemic going through a couple things let people have the game but now i'm back so i'm gonna show them how to be a light in darkness i'm not afraid of the dark that's what's up, man. So your your uh, project this far by faith was a four track EP. Um, these these new projects that are on the way, what are we looking at there? Are they EPs? Are they full lengths? What, what are we talking? Yo, every, everybody asked that. I just think that giving people that four tracks was like it was like handing out samples. Um, so the EP with Heatmakers is another four track, just to tease people and piss them off, apparently, and then. The self-titled King's Kid album, that one has 12 tracks on it. So that'll be like a full album so people can uh, relax for a minute. But, you know, it's Internet Day. So all people going to do is give it a month before they ask me when I'm going to drop again and call it old. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's a crazy game. Well, but, uh, hopefully not, man. Hopefully not. We'll, we'll, we'll rock. The, I mean, I, I grew up when you lived with albums for a long time, right? Um I have a conversation with some of these kids. It's crazy, man. Yeah, for two years, you would have to wait for the artist to drop again. But I think this is some of my best work. I'm real proud of how it's coming out. Um, how I like to describe it, too, is like, it's almost like what Christians listen to when it's not time to worship, right? This is the thing. It's like worship music or nothing. And so it causes Christians to compromise. So if they're not listening to worship, they're listening to 50 Cent. You know, they're listening to Lil Wayne. They're listening to the total antithesis. And I'm like, nah, we should have some very dope, right up the middle content that's in step with the gospel, that's lyrically inclined that you could just vibe out to, you know? And so that's how I'm coming with this project. That's what's up. And you said uh, Dayton's on 
on there, right? So um, that's obviously going to be a, uh, a really good collaboration. Like, what what other artists just in the in the Christian space are you kind of keeping your eye on that you're like, man, maybe I might want to work with them at some point. Um, I like Illuminate. Uh, I like Illuminate. I like this guy named Hurt. Not sure. I like uh, these guys. This guy Zadok, who's cool with like Hog Mob. I like Seven. A uh, couple guys like that. You know, um, I think that I would like to collaborate with. You know, I like for the whole song to be hot. And I think uh, the way they put stuff together, we could come up with some good material. So I think on the next project after these two i'm gonna reach out to those guys i've been talking to illuminate recently and so i think that christian artists should collaborate way more and so i want to be that example and i want to extend myself for those efforts yeah man and so are we getting both projects like this year or what's the do you have a time frame on that yeah i already shot a bunch of videos we're getting both projects by labor day Oh, um, wow. Friend of Sinners, yeah, where Heat Makers, that should be dropping almost uh, any day now. We're just getting everything registered, and then I'm coming right behind. I'm going to drop the videos, drop that project, and I'm coming right behind it with the self-titled. 12, 12 tracks, and I'm shooting a video for all 12 of them. Okay, that's what's up. Well, and, and I know, obviously, um, when you have that entrepreneurial mindset, right, you, you know, you're always thinking ahead like like what do you see like down that just kind of coming down the pipeline like like what what's you know you drop the projects you're gonna push that for a while but like is there anything that you're like i want to try to do this for the culture once i get done with these albums yeah definitely um i have my next tech idea that i can't discuss yet but what i will do is this since you definitely uh picked up on the whole entrepreneurial side, I'll make sure I come on this podcast to announce it when I launch it. But uh, it's in, yeah, it's in research and development right now, and it's going to be just as big of an idea as Godify. And I think people will be real receptive to it. So, working on that simultaneously. Well, I won't be outworked. <laughs> That's the last thing, you know. Yeah, anything else I don't know what might happen but I know I'm not going to be out work in any way shape or form so we just going forward you know yeah yeah yes sir yes sir so you know here at 520 we are all about the independent artist um, and, and just trying to push those guys forward man like what uh, kind of encouragement would you give to these indie artists that are coming up in Christian hip hop Christian rap um as far as like you know growing their ministries their brands whatever you want to call it uh because obviously i think you have that experience but i think i i, I just i get that feeling that you're a guy who wants to see other people successful as well so so what do you say to them 100 percent. i would say it's all about supply like, you got to keep coming, especially with what we're up against, which is the kingdom of darkness. Uh, if these dark artists that represent negativity are shooting three and four videos a month, we have no business shooting one every six months. You know, it's not about keeping up. It's about blowing them out the water. You know, so 
I say grind harder. You're doing it for the kingdom. You're doing it unto God. You can't be lazy about it. Can't be lackadaisical about it. And that's number one. Number two, stop relying on hustling churches as a way to get your money. Figure out a business idea. Figure out something else that will feed your ministry so that you can spread it and spread it in dark places. Be a light in darkness. Too much preaching to the choir. True. The kingdom needs edification, entertainment, all that. It's too much of it going on for this dispensation. It's time to start reaching people with it. So promote on more outlets. Even Christian podcasts should put themselves do a hip-hop podcast. You should be on allhiphop.com. You should be on hip-hop DX. You know, places where people might not get this encouragement. And so that's another thing. Work hard, more material, and expand. That's my two things for them. You need more material and you need to expand, you know, because right now we're being outworked and outdone, you know, and so we got to take it to the next level. So if anybody want to reach out to me, please feel free to do so at ilovethekingskid.com and I'll love to work with you. There you go, guys. Take advantage of it. The offer is there and I can guarantee you, you're not going to regret it. So again, like Nucci said, I love the kingskid.com. Make sure you go and listen to This Far by Faith. That is uh, the EP out with Jim Jones. And then make sure you're supporting the new project as they drop as well. Um, obviously, obviously, make sure you go set up your account with Godify Streams. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. So, uh, GodifyStreams.com. Um, man, Nucci, I appreciate the time, man, and just the the gems that you have dropped today. Uh, is there anything else that maybe I didn't think about that we need to hit on before we get out of here? Man, I think we covered it. I appreciate you for having me on. I look forward to hearing it and helping promote this and all your episodes. And let's just move forward and do some kingdom building stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Excited to get the chance to connect with you and, and excited for what Godify is doing for creatives in, in the, our Christian space, man. So uh, thank you for that. I, if, I'm guessing not enough people tell you that, so I'm going to try to do it for them. But um, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So again, guys, Nucci Rayo, check him out at ilovethekingskid.com. He joined us on the Track Stars Podcast Network phone line. And big shout out to all of our episode sponsors this month, including the Bookkeeper 24-7. Make sure you go to tbk247.com and support them. And we will check you guys out again next month. <laughs>